What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. This podcast is sponsored by New ID Podcast Services. At New ID Podcast Services, we edit your podcast audio with precision so your listeners can get the best quality conversations. Visit our website at newidpodcastservices.card, that's C-A-R-R-D.co, or like and message us on Facebook. Now back to this episode. Guess what, y'all? The Black Wealth Media Podcast finally has a Patreon. We're looking to build a community that can help push the Black Wealth Media Podcast forward so we can deliver nothing but the best. Speaking of the best, you guys will be rewarded. Some of the rewards include priority access to new episodes, a percentage off merch and live events, and even a chance to win a spot as a co-host on one of our new episodes. For our first 100 patrons, we're giving away $100. You heard that right. When we hit 100 patrons, someone will get $100. Go to patreon.com slash blackwealthmedia or find us in the show notes. Peace. All right, guys, welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I got a special guest, man. His name is James Malone. He's the CEO of Tunnel Vision Creative Agency and Arise Wellness. And he also wrote an ebook called Being is Believing. Um, James, man, why don't you go ahead and, you know, give your own introduction, man, and tell the people uh, about yourself. Yeah, easy, bro, easy. So um, first thing that I, I used to go by, I have two names, right, James and Dominic. Uh, but these days I chose to choose up and go on middle name Dominic. So just go ahead and call me Dom. Or I Dominic. got you. I got you. Easy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see, man, I'm a creative first. Um, and my creativity spans through my entrepreneurial journeys. It spans through the work I do in communities. It spans through the work I do in the wellness space. Um, wellness is equivalent to like spirit, but like wellness is the more, you know, digestible term for folks. Um, uh, but yeah, man, that's me, man. I'm from Cali. I used to live in New York. Now we out west in LA, and this has been a beautiful journey coming from San Diego, then DC, then New York. Now uh, back on the West Coast. So, yeah. Um, uh, some friends and I founded a uh, a creative agency and an art collective called Tunnel Vision. Um, we do the work of supporting the Black art communities uh, globally. Uh, we do that through representing artists um, and really showcasing Black genius in a multitude of ways. Sometimes that looks like uh, teaming up with an artist and producing an art show. Sometimes it looks like creating a docu-series or a film. Um, and right now, it's my mission to make sure our genius and our creativity reaches the globe so that we can kind of reprogram the, the way that the world is working right now. Uh, my wife and I started a wellness company. Uh, about a year ago called Arise Wellness. So we also do workshops, activations, and retreats. Um, I believe that a creative being is a well-being. So the creativity and the wellness to me are one, you know what I mean, when you're well and when you're feeling good. Man, um, so yeah, man, looks like, uh, sounds like you do a, quite a few, quite a bit of traveling. Oh man, yeah, we. I, I'm constantly 
um, open to doing the work wherever the work is meant to be done. I put it like that. So yeah. first I was born and raised in Southeast San Diego. I say Southeast particularly because that's the black and brown side of San Diego, California. Um, and then I uh, moved to D.C., went to Howard University, okay. taught in education, and then uh, went moved to New York to really pursue uh, some entrepreneurial journeys. And, that's that, and that, that was my time in New York. I also was a dean of a few high schools in New York, too, and then uh, moved back west about three years ago. Okay, so so you definitely a uh, fellow HBCU graduate. I went to Winston-Salem State. Oh, I'm um, familiar with your school, man. Uh, my yes, track sir. coach, my track coach taught uh, was a track coach at your school before you went to Howard. Before you okay. To Howard. Yeah, okay, that, that, that's pretty solid, bro. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Um, so talk to us about your creative journey and you know where it all began. Ooh, well, creative is. Well, my creative journey started the day I was born. No, <laughs> but, uh, that's what I really do believe. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way I understand life now, man, I just know that we all created. So every, everything we sure. do is creating. You know what I mean? But um, I would say officially, yo, you know what? Now that I think about it on this level, the first day that I knew I could create whatever I wanted, one day my uh, my pops had went away somewhere, and then uh, he came back, and uh, I was playing football, like Pop Warner football. Yeah. And I was on the field and I was like a, I was kind of like a mischievous kid. Like Dennis the Menace was like my <laughs> idol when I was young. And, uh, so we played for like, I played for like the hood football team and uh, it was called Skyline Park. And it, yo, I remember I was like, I was good, but I didn't, I didn't really care enough to like give a, give an F about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I would just be playing around that practice. So I never started or nothing like that on my earlier days. And then my, I saw my dad walk into a stadium and then I was like, I wanted to get his attention, but I was on the field. So I went to the coach. And I was like, hey, yo, coach, put me – mind you, I'm like, nine. I'm like, yo, put me in the game, put me in the game. He looked at me like, yo, Malone, like, you be BSing. Like, you got the talent, but you be playing around. Like, I was like, no, nah, give me the ball, give me the ball. And I remember telling myself, I'm going to score so they can hear my – so my dad can hear my name on the microphone. And I was like, yo, coach, give me the ball, give me the ball. I was pestering him. And he and he's like, yo, run this play, give Malone the sweep. And I did everything I could do to score a touchdown. And I scored a touchdown, like, and it was like a Reggie Bush type, Barry Sanders type touchdown. You know what I mean? Okay. I was like, oh shit, I could control this thing. You know what I'm saying? So th- that was my first moment where I really remember creating. But in the creative sense that most folks know creativity as, um, I would say I started a photography company uh, when I was a f- uh, junior in college. And um, me picking up that camera really gave me my first tool, you know what I mean, to create yeah. with. And I started creating photography. And at the exact same time, started creating business and, like, um, learning how to kind of create economics through way of, like, creativity. And that was, like, my junior year in college. So that was my first time really picking up a tool that created outside of my mind, you know? Yeah. Man, that's that's pretty solid. And, like, back to, you know, the football um that you played that's like that's a different way of looking at it you know what i'm saying like when you got that touchdown and you thought to yourself oh snap like i created this that's that's really a different way of looking at it man i think that's pretty interesting yeah Um, man and then also man you know like when you picked up the camera you know what was it that sparked interest in it yeah my mom my mom's was the uh the family documentarian, you know what I'm saying? So 
Uh, I remember her, we having to pose for pictures for like a minute, like literally a minute. She'd be trying to get the right composition. He'd be sitting there all bored and like, damn, mom, come on. Like, so I remember her doing that all the time. And then as I got older, she started handing me the camera to shoot. And I thought that was my first time really, really like handling the camera, but like seeing, seeing somebody else take moments and in my home, in San Diego, we had hella black artwork around the crib. We only had black artwork around the crib. So I feel like um, that was my, I forgot to forgot about that. Yeah, I got lost in the question. But um, I think those, I remember now, those moments of young seeing black art in the crib, those moments of young seeing my mom pose everybody for the family photos all the time, no matter where we went. Um, I think it just kind of just, stay with me until one day I was like, yo, I want to start like, I kind of want to start a business or something like that. That's what got to me first. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And he talked about, about starting how to create money, essentially. You know what I mean? Uh, by creating value and et cetera. And I was like, what would I do? And I'm like, yo, I know I used to work for a bunch of nonprofits and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yo, these cats got amazing programs. These nonprofits have amazing programs. Um, but sometimes nobody shows up or like the community not like really engaged. And I never thought of it as like the program was whack. I'm like, yo, they're not communicating properly with how people receive information. And I was like, I bet you if they have fire ass photos and video that people will see the work and be enticed to come. So mm -hmm. I, I started doing photography for nonprofits in their conventions and their whatever they call their gatherings back then, you know, names change over time. And that's yeah. how I really start jumping off into like picking up the camera. I was like, yo, what's the skill that I'm going to add value to somebody's life enough for them to pay me? And I thought about what a problem I knew I, I was experiencing in the nonprofit space. I was like, they need better media, man. And that's how, that's kind of how I took off into like creating with a camera. Yeah, man. And, that, and I think that's pretty cool, man. Like you were already at a, you know, at a young age, already trying to think of problems that you could solve. And then, yeah, you know, also, I think it's important that you saw a need for something. Um, and then also, like, you know, with the with the black art, I think that, you know, growing up, that's something I saw a lot of, too. I think that's, you know, that's like a that's like a staple in a black household. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? it is. Like, um, you always see black art. Like even now you still see it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's something that's very interesting. It's always like cool. Or you see all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah that's pretty dope, man. And so. Um, you know, with the photography business, you know, when you like, when you first started, you know, showing these children, um, well, showing these people like the, the videos and the pictures, you know, how, how did it come off at first? Like how, matter of fact, how did you, uh, you know, were you nervous or anything? Um, like, did you ever like feel, feel like there would be kind of any doubt on the performance of how it would do, how to mm. respond to it. Like, how'd you handle that? Yeah, no, I was definitely, um, it was interesting, man. Like I, I got one refund check my entire college career. Yeah. Um, and with that refund check, I bought a camera, you know what mm. I mean? And, um, I remember I brought a beastie ass camera too. Like it was a Nikon D 800, I remember it was a Nikon D something, but it was one of their professional Gary cameras. I remember thinking to myself, I'm about to spend 
$3,200. I remember this price because, like, yeah, this is a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, my mother spent, and mind you, I was, that was like 20, 2002. So $2,000 yeah. had more value back then. But, um, or $3,000 had more value back then. But I remember thinking, like, am I about to spend this much money on a camera? And I was like, yep, because I need something I could be a professional with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember getting a, a couple books before I actually got the camera. So as the camera was shipping, shipping was in 2003, excuse me, 2007, that, that time was between 2007 and 2008. Like, shipping would take you, like, almost two and a half, three weeks to get something. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, oh, instant, man, like yeah. Amazon now. You know yeah. what I mean? So I read, I read, I read this book on photography. Um, I read a book on photography, and I read a book on the the actual function of the camera I purchased, and I read that before the camera came. And then <laughs> the day I got the camera, literally it came in the mail, and I was like, at that same day I came across a website where all they did was take photos of concerts, and I was like, oh, that's mad cool. I just reached out to the person, not expecting a reply instantly. I just said, yo, my name is, I was going by James then. I go by Dom now or Dominic. I was going, I was like, yo, just like, yo, my name is James Malone. Um, I'm a, I just call myself a photographer. I'm a photographer. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I would love to take photos at these concerts you guys throw. And this dude hit me back the same day and said, tomorrow I have an assignment for you. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I'm glad I read the books though. You yeah. know what I mean? So I spent the night before like piecing the camera together, like playing with it. And I went on my first gig the next day. And man, from there, solid. yeah. And bro, let me tell you something, homie. The photos came out fire. Like that's fire. Solid. They were very artistic because my skill level wasn't crazy high. It was more artistic than the, like mainstream professional, and they loved it. They kept giving me assignments for like a year after that. You know what I mean? So, um, but when I started the business and go, oh right, I'm here, brother. Yo, man, I'm I'm sorry about that. I ain't, ain't even oh. worried about it. I'm, I'm just hoping. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping record. We gotta start from the beginning. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now I'm getting everything, bro. Oh, okay, so you can, yeah. you can just string it together then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, all right, easy, easy, easy. Okay, yeah. you want me to start where we picked up? Uh yeah yeah man this this conversation good man and this you know this happened I'm like come on man yeah no it's it's, sure. <laughs> it's gonna keep getting better we at the beginning all right all but right. um so I would say uh I wasn't nervous the first time I got like a, a actual contract to shoot photography for an organization yeah um I wasn't nervous because I had so much practice prior to in difficult settings yeah and conferences are very easy to shoot because the lighting's well people aren't moving fast they want you to take the best photos so you could be intrusive it was easy man but i would say this um oh man uh miss deborah a woman who was like uh, one of my ex-girlfriends at the time i'll say call her a friend a friend who was a girlfriend at the time yeah um introduced me to her mentor and her mentor knew i shot photography and um, she says, yo, uh, I was going by James at the time. Yo, James, um, we have this conference. We need a photographer. Do you mind doing it? And then she taps me on the side because it was like a formal email. She like texts me on the side. She says, don't be light on your quote. 
Give me the give me a professional quote. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. And that was I will say that was the real that was a game changing moment for me. Cause it was like, how do you value yourself? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At that moment, yeah. I had to go online and look to see how I value myself. Like on some like, what are the top photographers being paid in the game? Yeah. And I, at that time I didn't value myself as a top photographer, but I knew I was dope. So I was like, okay, like. I'm gonna charge. I think maybe I did like maybe like somewhere like I don't know three fifty an hour, four hundred an hour, something like that. Yeah. And I gave it to her, and the gig was like a pretty lengthy gig. You were there. I was there for like six hours. You know what I mean, so I left there with some band, like a band and a half, something close to that. Or two yeah. Bands. You know what I'm saying? It was something up there in that range, and I was I left I left close to like two and a half bands or something like that on yeah. my first like corporate kind of contract. And I said, oh shit. Uh, uh, rich dad, poor dad is right. Like you can actually fucking create value. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that that should change the game for me, bro. Like, Miss Deborah passed away, so R.P. Like, what's up, Debbie? But like, it's dope. It's dope. Like, that changed my life. That I, it's yeah. crazy you asking these questions. He take me back to a lot of a lot of memories. For sure, man. And and um, I mean, I I think that's dope, man. I think in that instance, you was like, yo, I'm gonna be a a professional photographer today throughout this price. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, bro. Literally, oh, bro. Literally. No, that's solid, man. Like, one thing I think is interesting, like, I do, um, like, I, I have, like, a little little part-time job where I work for, like, Baller TV, where, oh, you know... Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, what we do is, man, we, like, go to these live sporting events, and we set up the, we set up the live stream cameras, and... One thing I see, man, and, and and whoever, you know, whoever ends up listening to this podcast, man, because, you know, especially photographers, man, one thing that I see is a lot, it'll be a lot of photographers, especially if it's a big event, man. Like, I'm talking about top, you know, top 10 players in high school, you know, they don't got yep. signed to D1 colleges or they got D1 colleges. Look at man, I see all types of players. A lot of photographers, man, they will come in, they will sit on the sidelines and they will take pictures, bro. They will take pictures of the people, mainly the athletes, but they take pictures of the people as well, man. And I just want to put this out there because I think that's something that a lot of photographers, a lot of photographers can do, man. And like you said, um, everything was good. You know, the people weren't moving too fast. Um, Everything was like working in your favor, man. I think a lot of photographers, especially like the ones that's getting fresh into the game, um, I think they could take advantage of that, man. So you know, yeah, that's that's dope, bro. That's super nah, it, dope. it was good, man. That 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 journey right there, bro, of of becoming a photographer, you know. And now my creativity spans in multiple directions. Like I yeah. still run, I I run the creative agency now, so that's a little bit of different game. I'm more on the back end, the executive producing side of things, um, the pulling projects together, marketing things. But um, and also me and my wife are in a wellness company now. So like, but that origin, that origin right there, like the lessons I learned from being a photographer, a primarily being a photographer, yeah, are lessons I still carry out today in all facets of business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I learned mad stuff, man. On like being an artist, I call myself a, I call people who like do art or creative stuff and are business oriented, like artist entrepreneurs. Yeah. But but being an artist entrepreneur, man, was like maybe the best decision I ever made. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause my That's spirit, I, I got, I got to feed into my spirit with the creativity and, you know, and, and like work on my spirit by way of creating. 
yeah. and then I got to also work on business by by means of trying to make a living for myself. You know, let me say not trying, making a living for myself. Mm. Yeah. I, li- I like how you, I like how you, you know, you watching your words, man. Like I think, oh that's, yeah, that's Them very powerful. Yeah, very powerful and very mindful, man. You know what I'm saying? That's something I got to work on too. So. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I be taking, I take hella account of my of my mental state, bro. Like yeah. and just if and, and figure out what scripts I'm running in my head. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Whatever you run it in your head literally becomes what you experience in your world. We we are that powerful. We are literally at our origin. We are creative beings. You know yeah. what I mean. So no matter what we do, we will create. You know what I mean. So yeah, I get you. That's very powerful, man. Like you know, speaking of that, man. Like, what kind of things do you do, or you know, what kind of exercises or you know rituals that you may do for yourself that you know help you mentally? Bruh, you you asking me the right questions. Um <laughs> yeah. Um that question is pretty deep and expansive. I'm I'm gonna start with the with the things that kind of got me um oriented and very familiar with myself. Cause I think yeah. that question is gonna be different for everybody. Yeah. So I, I wanna give like an answer that's true to myself, but also um a good entry point. I would say the first thing I did, um was be honest about what the what the fuck life was for me, and it, and it wasn't popping at one point in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't experiencing what I ideally wanted to experience. And um, I saw I saw Russell Simmons on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, this is like twenty ten something, eleven, twelve, somewhere around there, and he was talking about meditation, and he was talking about how he used to be damn near crackhead he was like y'all was a real ass drug addict not myself but russell simmons talking about this yeah he's like y'all was he's like, i was a real ass drug addict and he was like he's talking about coke this year he was like yo i was doing all these amazing business deals because i was kind of like high on coke like full ego like you know what i mean just wild man in business and i got a lot of things done he's like but i was literally addicted to, to uh coke he was talking about and um he was like and he was such a different person than what he was giving story to and i was yeah. like how the f did this man become from like wild boy cokehead to like you know what I mean mogul respected yeah. uh, and he talked about meditation and he was mm. like I used to meditate he's like, I started meditating twice a day for twenty minutes and at that particular point in my life when I heard that I was in a very down space just like really not banging with life you know what I mean yeah. like the, the life I had created for myself I started meditating and um. Meditation helped me take my awareness and my focus and my consciousness um, from outside of my world, like focus on everybody else and everything around me to turn it inward to focus on my own mental space and my consciousness and my spirit. And from there, yo, spirit just took up my like that journey took me on took me on a journey for up until now. You know, what I mean, where I just kept finding ways to um, really dig into myself and figure out who who I was and then. From there, I found out that I could like literally control my thoughts. You know what I mean? That my thoughts were controlling my external environment. Oh man! Um, and from there, I started to focus on what I told myself, uh, what I believed in. I started questioning what I believed in. Like, do I believe that, or did somebody tell me that? You know what I mean? And I yeah. took it in, or is that the truth? And I started finding. Um, I was always like um, very pro-black. I come from a very pro-black family. For sure. But, yeah. But um, my spirituality um by the way i understood spirit was very western you know yeah. what i'm saying 
very, I would even say very European the way I understood spirit, you know what I'm saying? And then um, that spiritual journey took me into understanding spirit from a more indigenous African-based form of spirituality, like understanding of spirituality, I should say. And uh, from there, I just began to understand the spirit with a lot, uh, understand spirit with a lot more detail, um, a lot more um, knowledge because our African uh, brothers and sisters, like ancestors, OGs, they understand spirit a different way than like white yeah. folks who, who like taught us uh, a certain type of religion. But um, when you when you step back into that version of spirit, that understanding of life and spirit being one, you know what I mean? Like you understand, I, I imagine that, that that took me and it really formed yeah. and helped me understand my identity, not my identity as in like, Yo, my name is James Dominic Malone, and I'm from San Diego, and I don't like this because, et cetera, or I think I like this because, et cetera. It was like, yo, beyond your feelings, beyond mm. what you um, perceive as your behaviors, beyond your conditioned responses, who are you? And I, once I learned who I was, and we all are the same, we all come from the creator, so we create us. You know what I mean? We are all literally walking representations of the most high right now. You know what I mean? That's us. Like, um, once I understood that, like my world opened up, dog. And like, I Mm. I just became a different kind of force to reckon with on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. Man, that's fire. That's fire. Yeah, Yeah, man. Um, so just to transition a little bit, man, like, yeah, talk about, Arise Wellness and, you know, how you got into, you know, health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great segue, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yo, um, so before, so let let me break it down to you real quick. So Arise Wellness is a, um, a wing or a function of Tunnel Vision Creative Agency. Okay. Like one, one thing we do is create experiential events that inspire, right? So the agency, all those beautiful black and indigenous creatives who we are in deep community with um, are also the creative team who produces the wellness experiences that Arise Wellness produces, right? So I would say it came about from that work, that's that self-work that we just talked about about two, three minutes ago. Um, that self-work helped me become a very um strong pillar in the black art world right yeah and i became a strong pillar in that world because i think i understood that creativity was spiritual and because i understood creativity was spiritual i i see creativity as a spiritual practice yeah so one day my good homie from howard my god brother um his name is ethan he might hear this one day big shout out to him he calls me, he goes, uh, hey, yo, Dom, uh, my company, he's a CEO of a company now um, that works at like education-based company. Yeah. And he goes, um, yo, we're, we're, we're bringing a conference to San Diego. And he goes, yo, I know you and your wife, y'all hella on y'all wellness tip, y'all spiritual, like, well-being, like, being balanced and eating good and, you know what I mean, keeping a, a, a good state of mind. And he's like, I know that y'all uh, are good at that. And we want to infuse wellness into our conference. And he goes, I also know that um, Tunnel Vision Creative Agency 
are masters at producing beautiful experiences and events. You know what I mean? And he was like, I want to see if y'all can produce some kind of wellness-based activation for us. And I was like, well, shit, I'll be on this. Like, My wife had put out a project that is like a world-renowned project right now in music called Mantra Loops. Yeah. And it's, it's seven mantras um, set to set to her to her sound and she has a be- she's a beautiful musician a beautiful spirit well skilled it's like kind of like eclectic soul and um, oh man i love the way you i love the way you describe it bro yeah yeah she, yeah she she dope i mean she like she yo straight we, we reflections of each other in certain ways but yeah um so my wife had put that project he was like maybe jim could perform mantra loops and da-da-da-da. i'm like yeah cool let's do it so we put that together and it was it reminded me of my impact I had when I was in the classroom. Yeah. Where like what we did basically was take the wellness or the spiritual and the mindfulness practices that we practice at home. And I, and I stood in front of folks and kind of explained to them my process and then gave them the process to work on uh, during that conference. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was so impactful it was fun. I got to hire all my artist homies to be the musicians and the the videographers and photographers. And it was like us doing another production. And I was like, oh shit, this is this is this is a thing right now. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh I put back my business hat and I, I I was like, I'm gonna start a business. Like, we're gonna start a business from this. So I told my wife and my team, I said, like, yo, we're gonna start a uh an offshoot of tunnel vision that's gonna be called like Arise Wellness, and it's gonna be the way we help people make space for their greatness so they can understand that they have the power to create their reality. Oh, you know man, what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we did. Like, and we've been booming. I can't hold you, bro. Like, <laughs> I, like, like we've been booming yeah. since we, our first activation with Arise Wellness was last, was last year, yeah. last year, November, last year, August, I believe it was. And, um, this year you had mentioned earlier that like, you travel a lot. I'm like, yeah. And this year alone from, March till till now, um, we literally have been traveling around the country, maybe, you know, three, two to three times a week doing different yeah. activations all over the nation. You know what I'm saying? So it's super dope. Man, that is fire, bro. That's fire. Um, yeah, man. man, tell me, like, you know, speaking of traveling, man, like, you know, what would you say has been your favorite place that <laughs> have done an event? Um. Well, I'm gonna tell you my favorite place, and it's not the favorite place we've done in it. Oh yeah, matter of fact, we have activated in this place, um, New Orleans, man. Okay, okay. What's that I, like? What was that like? Oh man, like we okay. So me and the one of my very best friends, a good brother, um, the greatest filmmaker that's walking this earth. His name is Steven Smallwonder, and uh, I started my artistic journey with the camera alongside him. We both started yeah. around the same time. And we used to throw this event called Gorilla Shooters, where Ooh, okay, yeah, where we would set up a scene, like a literal. It would we call it a photographer's jam session, and what we would do was set up a scene somewhere, like like set up a set, uh, like yeah, a, like a, a photo shoot set, and then we would invite photographers from that city to come out and just create freely. So we would create the scene. Oh, we would we would bring the models. You know, you bring your camera. We brought the lights. And then we would have people come and just shoot with us for like three hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we did that in New Orleans one day. And um, uh, 
that shit was beautiful. <laughs> it was yeah. so dope. It was so dope. And it, it, it let me know we, we drove from New York to New Orleans doing Essence Festival. Cause we knew a bunch of creators would be out there working at Essence Festival yeah. and we just popped it right down and we we got busy, homie. And I think uh my god brother who I work a lot with right now, um, that's the brother I told you got us our first contract with the yeah. wellness stuff. Um uh we were visiting him in New Orleans for Essence Festival and we decided to do an activation. You know what I mean? So yeah. I love I love New Orleans, man. New Orleans like like spirit you know we talk about the front end of life the back end of life you got like the physical life and you got the yeah. physical side of you know what i mean things you can't see new orleans it's like the metaphysical part of life the spiritual side of life is like very close it's mm. like it's not far like a new york like if you go to manhattan you feel more human than you do feel spirit you feel like oh here's what humans can do yeah like in new orleans you feel like Hey, the ancestors are as active as the mother, the cats who still got heartbeats. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, that's crazy. it's a different kind of space in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so I love New Orleans because, like, it's thick, man. It's thick with human activity. It's thick with music, and it's thick with spirit. You could just feel it. You can, and it's and it's indigenous. It's like you, it's like African. It's it's like Native American. Like uh, Mardi Gras. I didn't even know it was like they're they're like Indian. They're like chiefs. The, the, What's going on, guys? I just wanted to come up here real quick and say thank you to those that have been continuing to listen to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I really appreciate you. You have no idea, but I do need your help. If you guys find value in the content that's being produced, I need you to share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and your coworkers. It, it doesn't matter. Also, on whatever platform you guys are listening to, leave comments and give me a star rating. Let me know what you dislike. Let me know what you did like. And also, you can you guys can even suggest what you guys want me to talk about on some of my future episodes. Again, guys, like I said, I want to add more value, but I do need your help to grow this show. Now, let's get back into this episode. Peace. The heads of the mar- of the parade, they call them chiefs. You know, what I mean, yeah. so they're like practicing like indigenous practices. Like, it's very beautiful, bro. I really bet yeah. you That's solid, man. That's solid. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Like, you know, one thing I, I want to, one thing I'm interested, you know, to talk about is um, your ebook that you recently yeah. dropped. Man, tell us about that a little bit. Ooh, that's that is my greatest body of work to up uh, to this day. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, I guess I kind of want to start from the entrepreneurial side of things because it kind of low key sparked it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but real quick the book is called being is believing um it's uh self-work for your self-care um i created that book to help people um bridge the gap between their aspirations and their reality by way of tapping into the the divine creator within themselves you know so they can create the world they want to exist in but um about um a lot of the work that i do that uh, my my team and I do is a lot of service based work, you know. What I mean, even think about the creative agency. Somebody may call us, and then we may hire somebody out to do a gig or to do a photo shoot or to be a director on a set or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're providing a service, like it's a very physical. Uh, this this round of my entrepreneurial journey, I really wanted to maximize my impact without having to be somewhere physically. Mm. So I was like, yo, I'm going to focus on 
digital products this season. So my first digital project was a art collection um, created by myself yeah. um, called Zero State. Zero State reflected a mind state of being one in one with the most high, um, very present on earth, but anchored in spirit um, and hyper creative and not too deep in the past or too deep in the future, but being present where I am. So I created a body of work of art. It's like photography and digital design combined. Um, so I create that body of work, right, as NFTs. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, right? So that was my first digital product this year. Yeah. All right? These two stories tied together, the book and, this, and the, and the um, art collection. Yeah. So I went through that process of creating a gallery, creating a digital gallery, creating my NFT wallet, my, uh, my, my, block, my uh, crypto wallet, and et cetera, et cetera. I kind of been in the crypto space for like a little while. Okay, like, um, okay. But um, so I already had some things set up. But um, so I made that body of work. And then I went on a, so fast forward five months later, I did that back in January. Five months later, uh, last like a month and a half ago, I went on a, a 10 day raw vegan fast, right? On yeah. some spirit shit. Yo, Kendrick Lamar's album came out. He got this song called Rich Spirit. And in this song, he goes, something, 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 bitch, I'm fasting, right? Uh, and I'm like, and something sparked in me and said, Dom, I'm going to fast tomorrow. Mm. And I used to, when I was, when I, back to one of your first questions about what are some things I do about, like, to keep myself balanced or to, to my spiritual practice and like that. Yeah. I used to, I used to fast a lot. Like, when yeah. I was first, like, taking myself from, like, a very unbalanced state to being more balanced and being more anchored spiritually, I used to fast a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, something said when I heard that song "Rich Spirit" by Kendrick Lamar like a month and a half, two months ago, maybe I was like, "Oh shit, I need to go on a fast. Like, I need to like reclaim that 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 power that I know that comes that, that can come from fasting." I went on a fast, bro. For, I just did raw vegan food for ten days. Uh, I was like, I had a no scrolling policy for myself. I had like scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. Um. And it's some other thing I took away. But when I fast, I always add something to my life. I'm like, if I'm going to fast, I'm going to actually, like, use this clarity to create something. So um, I said, I'm going to create something while I'm fasting. And I didn't know what I was going to create for sure. But I didn't know I was going to do something. Yeah. Um, bro, I ended up writing this book in 10 days. You know oh. what I'm saying? So I wrote the book in 10 days. It's not a long book. It's a powerful book. It's a yeah. transformative book. It's very digestible. It's something that um, it's more self-work than it is reading. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. you know, here's the philosophy, and then here or here's the practice you should practice for a week to 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 kind of, like, elevate your consciousness. And it's, like, five chapters long. Um, it starts with chapter zero, which represents zero state, uh, just that, that state of mind of being present and also tapped in with the most high. And um, each chapter has a self-work exercise you go through you know what i mean like chapter one's exercise is something i call an intuitive roam um i take a lot of time to myself and i just i i used to lot so a lot more uh, a couple years ago than now i used to uh, i still do this though going what i call roams where i leave the house with no destination um no perceived location i hop in my car my bike my feet I just go and it's a practice in, in listening and finding my intuition. Wow. So I can practice 
hearing my intuition. You know what I mean? And I literally do that. I used to do that, that like two or three times a week, just on some like it was fun. I always find water or find something cool or meet a new person or whatever. Um, but um, the book has a bunch of activities like that, things you can do to get closer um, and get right back to yourself. Chapter three is called Finding Your Command Center. It's like, um, how do you, it's like kind of like a how to meditate kind of situation. Yeah. And then like, it's like a guided meditation with a book that you can click on and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's my latest project. Um, uh, I brought up the artwork from the NFT project because the artwork from the NFT project is the cover of the book. Yeah. It's okay. also, okay. yeah, each chapter has a body of art that coincides with the lesson or with oh, the chapter man. and they're all projects that can be purchased as NFTs. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I love how, you know, you were able to just kind of move with the times and like, you know, especially now web three is, is really big. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh yeah. I believe in it, bro. Yeah. I believe in so, web three all the way. Um, I love how you was able to like incorporate it into your business and, um, just something that's personal to you and also something that people can experience. I think that's awesome, man. So, oh yeah, man. Oh um, yeah. I think, yeah, I, think I think I think it's important, bro. I want to say this too because yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody who's listening to go and like really be able to take us away. It, it's real important not to judge shit. Yeah. Like a lot of folks are like judging Web three. Oh, how you know is it is it this or is it that or how long would it last? I'm like, yo, if I learned this and like uh, I said, trade currencies. I don't do this much anymore, but yeah. Um, in tra- I said trade currencies and then other stuff and. Uh, I still, I actually do still trade currencies because I still um, invest in currencies. But um, one thing I learned, there was a, when I was deep in my trading game, deep, I used to be deep in my trading game. Um, There's a book, one of my mentors in the trading game put me on, very successful woman in the Forex space. I'm talking about like, I know a lot of folks got what they can say they want to about Forex, but it's like, it's a legit market. If you got the skills that you could, you could bank up. You know what I mean? But she was telling me, she goes, Dom, like, you have to be hyper-disciplined in order to win in this trading game, no matter what you're trading, whether that is currencies, Forex, stocks, futures, options, you have to be disciplined. And she gives me this book called Discipline Trader, right? And she's, I'm talking about she's successful in real life in it, right? So she's like bossing in it. So I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, her, her mindset, bro. I'm like, how you... How are you seeing these charts this way? Because I use price action. And if anybody here who's listening loves about strategies for trading, price action, that strategy is is good across all charts. Yeah. Whether it's options, whether it's stocks, whether it's Forex, whether it's currencies, you can look at a chart with the, with the price action philosophy and you can read any chart, right? So, um, but she goes, um, she gives me a book, it's called Disciplined Trader. And the brother goes, this book is about, the, the, the dude who writes it, it basically reads, this book is about having command of your emotions. Mm. It wasn't about, this book is one of the best books I ever read. In it, and it's like three-fourths of it has nothing to do with trading. Yeah. Nothing to do. It's like literally three-fourths of the book is about your mindset and you not, you not applying your judgment over things because when you do that, you then begin to paint your own picture and you don't see what's happening in reality. And I was like, oh shit, 
this is a great philosophy to have in life is don't be judgmental of things. Just see them for what they are yeah. and not for what you want them to be. You know what I mean? And um, um, I say that to say that when people started getting, when Web3 popped up, people started judging it so they couldn't see it for what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, people are letting you know by way of participating in another economic system that they're done with this one. You know? Yeah. They're yeah. done with the mainstream economic system or they, they're at least losing trust in it. So for me, when I saw Web3, I was like, oh, this is just another economic system that exists alongside the current economic system. Right. Like it's not a, 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 a all in or not. It's a, like a playing it as much as you want to. But there's real wealth and Facts. money being exchanged on this other side over here in this Web3, you know, cryptocurrency you know, decentralized finance space. So yeah, I, I fuck with it, man. So I just want people to know like, yo, as an entrepreneur, if you, you know, it's not on you to be judging how people, where people interact. Yeah. At. Like whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Google, whatever, it's like, it doesn't even matter what platform it is. It's like, are the people who find value in what you do in that space? Then mm-hmm. like, shut yeah, the fuck yeah. up and stop worrying about it's a new technology and and go and go participate where the energy is. You know what I mean? Facts. So yeah. Facts, man. Facts, facts. Um, so yeah, man, that that's that's all the questions I have, man. Honestly, bro, yeah. this is this is a great interview, man. Like, I think you are, you know, very, very powerful dude. Thank um, you, bro. Man, you got a mindset, man. Man, you different, you know what I'm saying? Like Thank you, bro. Yeah, no problem. And um yeah, man, and, and definitely I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity, man, to have you on the podcast for real. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, bro. I like these moments where I can just talk a little freely because I, I, I'm i usually talking through a channel, whether it's like the creative side or the wellness yeah. side or the education side or whatever it may be. But when I get, when I get to just talk like freely like this, um, a, lo- a lot of things just flow out when I don't have to stay within the vein. You know what I mean? Sure. So I I appreciate you. You 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 did a magnific a magnificent job, bro, of, Thank you, of stringing of stringing different parts of my reality together. So I'm I'm grateful, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me ask you something real quick, man. How long you been married? Oh man, I, yo, you asking another right question. I think. <laughs> I, no matter of fact, let's 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 go here before we leave because I yeah, think yeah. um um this this is a very beautiful topic and conversation, and Definitely, I think bro. um a lot of people should probably um just maybe hear some things about it but um i've been married for two years now okay yeah i've known my lady since i was 13 okay but, um we weren't together in this last phase until i was like 26 or 27 yeah you know what i mean i think 26 something like that but um it's been a beautiful thing bro like that shit dope i came from like finding a Life partner is one of the dopest things I've ever, yeah, ever done. Sure, bro. Are you married? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I actually oh, been married. Yeah, that's why I was like, man, I love the way you know you're describing your wife, man. It's a beautiful thing, and um, you know, marriage, man. Like I, I've been married for eight years, man. I, oh yeah, uh, I met my wife at Winston Salem State. That's dope. Um, and it's crazy, man, because you know we dated for two months, and then we ended up getting married. <laughs> oh, y'all was ah, y'all just ready. yeah, man. Y'all was we, like, 
Yeah, man, we we really hit it off, man. It's been you know eight years, man, eight eight crazy years, man. Because you know what I'm saying, marriage it, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing overall, man. But you know, you really gotta be in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you to, be to in really, it. To really make it, you know what I'm saying? You got, oh, you gotta be in it. Whoa. Man, what man? Yo, it's crazy, bro. Like, um before I got oh, when you asked me about my like my spiritual practice, stuff like that, yeah. I look at I look at my um my marriage as a spiritual practice too. Okay, I, okay. I think yeah. I think my um relationship with my wife, I know it serves one purpose. Yeah. And it's to grow myself in her spiritually, and that's mm. where I and that's where I anchored my relationship in. That's powerful. so like, and it took me, like I knew I wanted to marry my my lady like two two years before I maybe like a year and a half before I asked her. Yeah, because I just and I waited that long because I just could not figure out what was the constant in the marriage. Yeah, I'm like you know I'm like yo, it all attraction goes up and down. You know what I mean. Um, romance can go up and down, you know. Sure. Vibing with a person can go up and down. Sex can go up and down. You know, closeness can go up and down. And I, I was just man. thinking, like, yo, my G, what is what is the constant here? Because like, if I'm gonna do something for life, I gotta know what what I'm holding on to. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Facts, and man. it took me two. It took me a year and a half, bro, to discover that. And yeah. um. And when I discovered it, I had, I just kept boiling it down. I was like, okay, well, it's it's this. And I was like, no, nah, but that even wavers. And yeah. that even wavers. And that even wavers. And that wavers. I was like, my nigga, what is yeah, it? Then? Yeah. And it was the only thing I could land on was like, oh, you here to support each other in your growth. Mm-hmm. I, outside of that, it's like, you know, I'm not going to say day by day, but it's like day by day, nigga. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the aspect so that I, I really hold on to that bro in my in my marriage like just like all right dom like when you get too zoned in or attached to one part of this person or uh f- how y'all flow this way in this one space i'm like remember like you in this relationship is is here for you Definitely, to be bro. an aid in her growth and her be an aid in your growth and that growth is spiritual and that's all that, and that's what we anchor in you know what i mean yeah. so it's dope Man, that's fire, man. I shoot, I know, I know, I was about to end it, man. But I want to say like one thing, uh, before we get off, yeah, man. Go ahead. Um, you said something that is really important. Like, you know, she is there to aid you in your spiritual growth, and you for her. And so, you know, that reminds me of a conversation my wife and I had the other day, where you know she said like sometimes like, you know, she was just telling me about myself and you know yeah. why they will do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she was telling me about myself, man. She was telling me like how, you know, sometimes you get frustrated really easily. And so, you know, I was like, I was like, uh, really? You know, I was like, that I did that? She was like, yeah. And so I was like, man, like, I got to I gotta chill out with that. And so she was like, yeah, you know, from now on, when you do that, I'll just like kind of signal you, you know what I'm saying? And so I yeah. was just like really thankful for that because, you know, yeah. Okay, like even when I'm not even paying attention, she gonna like let me know. She gonna signal me That's or she it, gonna bro. give me some type of look. You know what I'm saying? That's so, it, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, these partners they, they, they special, man. With, with like a partner in life is special. Like a For woman, sure. is, a woman is a very special, um, a very special thing, man. And, and, man. and for anybody who's in like the same sex relationship, your partner, like whatever the sex is, don't matter. That like, that person is just like so special to you. Yeah, and I think I think me remembering that keeps like the friction low because I'd be yeah. like. 
oh, okay, it's not about this one thing we're talking about. It's about, like, am I growing from this? Like, maybe she is telling me some real shit. You know what I mean? She's right, like, right, right. Yeah, man. So I, I, that's dope. That's dope. I'm talking to another married brother, too, because I think that's man, important. Man, same here, bro. Same here. Yeah, it's important. But all right, man. Um, Man, you know, guys, this is this was a, you know, great episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope you guys were definitely able to, man, uh, get some game from Dom. Um, this guy, you know, powerful individual, definitely dropped some jewels on mindset and mm-hmm. just, you know, pursuing a, a, a pursuing a passion, a creative passion at that. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. again, guys, I am your host, Adrian Evans. Um, and then I had James uh, Dominic Malone. There you um, go. Call, call him Dom. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, Dom, you want to go ahead and um, close us out, man? Yeah, man. For everybody who's listening, man, I just I really want you to know you got full power over your choices. If you look in your environment right now and think about how many choices you can literally make, um, from example, for example, from getting off the couch to switching your headphones to turning the volume up or down to going and slap the person next to you, like there's infinite amount of choices in every single second of the day. In the moment that you decide that, like your life will be dictated by your choices is the moment you come into full power and can't nobody stop you then. Mm. But if you let people, if you let racism, sexism, homophobia, all the isms get in your way of knowing that you have a choice in this life, then it's going to be shitty. You know what I mean? But when you know you got the juice and you came in with a gift of free will and choice and you're going to use that to stay in your alignment um, and give your gift to this world, the shit going to take off, bro. So that's all I got to say, homie. Hey, man, that's it, guys. There you have it. That's it. Um, guys, this is the end of the episode, man. We're going to get up out of here. We got wives to tend to, man. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, man. Hey, you guys have a good night, man. Love y'all. Peace. All right, man. Peace, brother. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's the end of the episode. If you don't mind, do me a little favor and share this with a friend, a family member, neighbor, or a coworker if you got some value from this. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune into the next episode. Peace.